We've made NextGear Capital's flex pricing line of credit even better. Now you can defer certain payments on Mannheim purchases. And flex pricing offers a 0.01% principal reduction per period on non-Mannheim units. So what are you waiting for? Flex further with flex pricing from NextGear Capital. Go to nextgearcapital.com today to start flexing. Hello and welcome to the Auto Remarketing Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Overby, Senior Editor of Auto Remarketing, and uh, my guest today is Trent Broberg, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Certus. And so we're going to be talking uh, some transport and logistics trends today, but uh, Trent, so good to see you again and uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Joe. When you fell out the, the title there, it seems fancy, but just trying to do well here at Assertus. Well, uh, well, I know uh, Assertus, you know, the, the latest news uh, this week here in, in mid to late May, uh, Assertus just launched a next day payment option for carriers to kind of help them alleviate some of the uh, pressures and unique challenges they're facing. So I guess what all does the, the next day payment program uh, entail and, and why did you guys kind of decide to, to launch this? Yeah, the fundamentals behind it were really being carrier centric. So we went out and asked our carrier network, you know, a series of questions surveying and, and uh, got a ton of response, uh, over a thousand responses in a short period of time. And then we prioritized those. One, number one response here was pay faster. We had a two-day pay program where we currently have a two-day pay program. Next day pay came up as a big uh, opportunity because obviously fuel prices, cash flow is a challenge sometimes. So we were looking at options here and, you know, working with, uh, you know, our own balance sheet and so forth. We came out with a new product here of Next Day Pay to try to get them paid faster, get them reloaded and just try to help the carriers out there uh, feed their families. Kind of a phenomenon impacting the auto transport and logistics space is the carrier capacity crunch. So how is that impacting your company? What are ways you guys are trying to adapt and, and sort of help out there? Yeah, exactly. And, and this really is fundamental to the capacity crunch. There's, there's two functions in the capacity crunch. Obviously, you know, it's a challenge to find equipment uh, mm-hmm. for lots of the same reasons. It's a challenge, especially in the finished vehicle space. It's for lots of the same reasons, it's hard to find new cars out there. And then on top of that, you've got this phenomenon in the finished vehicle space where rather than picking up nine cars at a time, what's happened in the wholesale market is you're picking up onesie twosie mm-hmm. uh, cars which is obviously a decrease in the utilization on a truck or a driver or you know, the equipment itself. And uh, rather than picking nine and picking them up, you're, you're keeping that driver captive to pick up three cars in three different places and have a lower load factor. That's you know, obviously increasing the workload on the driver community, unfortunately, and that's just the dynamics that we play, which then obviously aids to the, or, you know, uh, obviously creates a, a larger capacity crunch out there. So the long story short is, you know, how, what kind of value can we provide back to these carriers? We're the biggest logistics pure play in the space. And I'm trying to drive more of a carrier centric mindset in the industry. And, and you mentioned, you know, the wholesale space, but I know you guys also have sort of a presence in, in auto retail. So how is the logistics industry and the, the companies like yourselves working um, in this space? How are you, how is this sort of leveling the, the playing field in, in auto retail? you know, among the dealers and, and so forth. 
Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a great question because even with the dealers, whether they be a digital platform out there, auction houses or digital auction houses, you're seeing, like I mentioned, less uh, full loads and more onesie twosie moves, whether it's dealer to dealer, whether it's a dealer, physical brick and mortar, uh, purchasing an asset or, or a vehicle from a consumer's home. So you're having to build out this network that then has multi-stop functionality and final mile pickup and deliveries from driveways. So that's really where we, you know, once again, your, your load factors are lower. These carriers out there, uh, generally it's a, uh, you know, trying to optimize their network and optimize their, their equipment is really key for us because it helps us service with consolidating loads or deconsolidation and helps them uh, get, you know, moving faster rather than picking up a few cars and waiting. If we can then push more activity towards them and and uh, in the right lanes and in the right uh, at the right price, uh, then obviously uh, it helps everybody out. Well, you know, you, you mentioned that the challenges associated with the need to ship maybe one or two cars at a time versus an entire load. But um, are you seeing dealers kind of u- using transportation as a competitive advantage, especially you know where dealers are now? You know they're selling to to customers way outside their zip code, um, maybe even across the country, or some of them turning to, to companies like Assertus to you know figure out how to um, offer that to consumers not just in their city and their market, but across the country. Yeah, the reality is, I think what's happening is there is a, a differentiation strategy there. But whether you're a dealership, a digital platform, even even OEMs, they're looking to meet the customer where they're at. Mm-hmm. Majority of vehicles are going to be sold at dealerships. They're going to be sold in person. And that's just the way that the business works. People want to touch the metal. But there is a subset of uh, customers that want, you know, the vehicles brought to them or some hybrid, you know, financing online. And then I'll come in and pick the vehicle up to speed up the process. So I think what we're seeing as a trend is obviously logistics at, in an omni-channel fashion meaning I need these solutions. I need to be able to deliver across the state line. And even more important, I feel, uh, from a volume of conversations we're having with our customer base, is the title and registration. So when you're selling across state lines, you're obviously opening up your geographic region, your TAM, your opportunity to sell and take advantage of arbitrage in certain markets. Well, the title and registration becomes very complex at that point in time. And, And part of our platform is, servicing not just the logistics move, but the title and registration and taxes associated to, you know, across state lines or counties uh, and what's needed in that. So kind of servicing that throughout the whole platform becomes a turnkey solution for logistics, you know, uh, process to be able to sell anywhere domestically, whether you're a digital platform or brick and mortar. So, I mean, you guys got sort of have to have an understanding of how registration and titling walls work across the country in each individual state. That is quite the complex network of, of challenges. Yes, absolutely. So we, we service in all 50 in Canada, and it's a, it, is a, it is a challenge because if you're selling in a certain county or state, you might have to get physical inspections, and you didn't know that if you sold it, so you might be tied up under a vehicle for a longer period of time. So being able to do that in route, and, and you know, we can plate in route because we, we hold plates on inventory as a DMV, uh, allows you a, a turnkey solution. One of our fundamental principles is simply just to be the easiest to do business with. 
Well, uh, to turn a little bit to, more to the wholesale market, and, and this this is probably over over oversimplifying it here, but you know, back in the days when dealers were getting most, if not all, of their uh, used car inventory from physical auctions, a dealer dealer might go to their local auction, you know, buy five cars, and then you know, utilize a, a transport and logistics company to get those shipped back to their dealership that was maybe twenty miles away. So. And obviously they do a lot more than that, but um, how has the fact that dealers are now, you know, some companies have shifted to an entire, some wholesale companies have shifted to an entire, you know, digital model. Some have, you know, it's about 50-50. How has that, you know, increased shift in the um, wholesale buying and selling impacted the kind of work you guys do? It's a, it, that has been a big dynamic shift, right? It's it's where it's it's a big challenge for dealerships uh, to find vehicles to sell right now. Where, like you mentioned, typically they'd go to physical auction, bring mm-hmm. them. That still exists today to some extent, but there's been new channels and new avenues to go to, and that could be a direct to consumer play, where you're buying from you know a lot of digital platforms out there. You can go online and get a get a quote for your vehicle. And then uh, obviously the digital auction platforms or digital platforms like Car Offer, Car Gurus out there, ACV, and many others, where you can go on to a wholesale market and then acquire. The challenge is now you're acquiring from a lot of different places. So you mm-hmm. have one picks in a lot of different locations, which obviously elevates the logistics costs. So you've got to keep that in mind when you're, when you're out there in the wholesale market. And then obviously... From a carrier perspective, you've got a more a tighter capacity, which means then you've got it. You know the the pricing is very important, and the payable obviously to the carrier. It's very important to understand. You've got five different drops now, where you used to have one. There are incremental costs associated to that, and oh by the way, they're not all in a you know in a in a straight line. So now you've got routage, you've got mileage to 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 uh, to play with, and then. Obviously, fuel prices are up. So all of these things taking that into account when you're talking to your logistics partner, whether it's a service or anybody else, you know, knowing that ahead of time when you're buying these uh, these uh, the vehicles out there would probably be helpful because you can understand the financial impact that that will bring. Well, uh, well, about you know, ten minutes before I, I jumped on this call with you, I had a, a UPS truck uh, make a delivery here at our house, and um, you know it's. It was one of those like big, massive UPS trucks that probably is doing all the deliveries in the city of Raleigh today. But you know, we also utilize um, you know the, the platforms where you can go and get groceries, and, and somebody could be come by in their Honda Civic and mm-hmm. you know, drop off your groceries, that kind of thing. Um, so the 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 style of vehicle used in consumer deliveries now is it, anything from these big, large, eighteen box trucks to um, passenger cars. So ha- has that changed in, in terms of vehicle delivery? I mean, when you, you talk about having, you know, more one and two car moves, ha- have you seen the size of, of these trucks and vehicles, de- you know, decrease or adapt to kind of changing, changing needs? Yeah, it's, it goes back to that omni-channel opportunity. So meet the customer where they're at. So you obviously can't get a nine, hard call, nine, nine car hauler in, a lot of different residential zones right. or think Manhattan, right? As yeah. an extreme example. Um, so you have had a ton of entrance into the market here with wedge trailers, single car trailers, enclosed or, or open uh, open deck type behavior with, you know, uh, F-350s, 450s. 
there's a whole market of hot shots right out there that, that can get into residential zones and do those final mile deliveries. And then there's a component when you're talking about the consumer deliveries where, where it might be a physical driver. So we staff, we have you know, 58 facilities across the US and Canada where we physically staff W2 drivers. And, and you know, they're trained professionals, they'll do new car orientation, they'll set your garage door opener set up and things like that. So when you're delivering to that consumer, They've got to experience rather than meeting a, you know, a, a, you know, somebody in a Walmart parking lot. Yeah. So it really runs the gamut once again, an omni-channel depending on what's needed there. Uh, but there are a lot of new entrants in the hotshot market. And that's also a, you know, a risk associated to it. You know, you don't necessarily have to have a CDL when you're, when you're, you know, gross vehicle weight rate, you know, is rating is lower. So, um, you know, we employ all CDL uh, carriers, but, you know, there's, there's other opportunities out there, obviously, but, but there has been a, a big increase in that, in that type of behavior. Well, Trip, before, uh, before I let you go here, you know, we're, uh, we're getting ready to close out May here and start June and, and, um, and merge into the, the second half of the year. So what is, what is on your radar at Assertus for, for the second half of the year here? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, if anybody had a, a crystal ball that could tell what the, you know, the finished vehicle logistics market was going to do in the back half of the year, um, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, it's a challenge, even with OEMs and understanding what their, what their production schedules will look like and come off the line in the wholesale market, what that's going to do in the back half of the year. Where we're focused is really on the carrier experience, much like this next day pay. This is the first of many we'll be releasing to try to continue to help uh, be the easiest to do business with. You know, Certus, one of the major rollouts we did was it's all mobile enabled, but, you know, a carrier can go on to our load board, uh, our marketplace and grab orders without even talking to any of us, right? It could be one car that they need to fill their nine car hauler with, or it could be a full load and fully automated uh, book now and all the way into a, a now and next day pay. So uh, it's a very easy process, seamless process to go through. So we're focused on the, that carrier experience. Well, Trent, we'll leave it there for today, but thank you so much uh, for joining us. It's uh, always good to talk with you. Yeah, Joe, thank you and and appreciate the the opportunity here. Absolutely. Be safe. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast. My thanks to Trent Broberg and the team at Assertus. And for our crew at Auto Remarketing, I'm Joe Overby. Thanks for listening. We've made Nextgear Capital's flex pricing line of credit even better. Now you can defer certain payments on Mannheim purchases. And flex pricing offers a 0.01% principal reduction per period on non-Mannheim units. So what are you waiting for? Flex further with flex pricing from Nextgear Capital. Go to nextgearcapital.com today to start flexing.